glad you could join us this morning on 10 Minutes in the Field. My name is David. Each one of us has been called to a field, whether it be a teenager, a father, a mother, a youth leader, or if you simply consider yourself a regular Christian, our field is the world we live in. For each one's field, the challenges are different, but the expectations are the same, to bring glory to God. This morning, I pray that you'll be encouraged as we look at the scriptures together. Would it be easier, even on our own challenges, just to know how the story ends? Because as you suffer, at least you know how the story ends. Maybe it can give you some relief along the way. And you say, you know what? This is not the end of the story. But what does Joseph say in Genesis 50, 20? He says, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are when? Today. It's interesting for us to know how the story ends. Joseph didn't. And I'm going to be giving you scenarios at the end of what you may be going through and how we ought to, to react towards those. The last thing here is trials make us mature and what? Complete. I was reading through this Word of Life material and they gave an example and says, imagine you're working out and you work out so hard. Three hours you hit the gym, but on Monday you work your legs. Tuesday what do you do? You work your legs. Wednesday you do what? You work your legs. Three hours a day for a whole week. Six months later what happened? You have these thick legs like tree trunks with a chest and what? Stick arms. Doesn't make sense. Yes, you've worked out, but you are not what? You're not complete. But what God is doing in us is saying the trials he brings, that's why they never end. That's why they keep coming. Because they work us in every area of our world, of our lives. Just when you've learned to trust God financially, he brings something to do with health. Just when you've learned to trust God with your health, he brings something else with your friends. Because he's working us to be complete. It's a complete picture and God has a complete picture of how we ought to look like. Some of us quit at the beginning. You imagine you're stuck in grade two. No tests, no trials, you're stuck where? In grade two. Ought to be in high school of our spiritual lives, but we are stuck where? In grade two. The goal here is that God's goal through the trials of life is to make us mature and complete. And the key word there is lacking, lacking nothing. And he can do it. And that's what he does. That's what he does. That's why he's saying, endure with joy because the story ends well where there's pain there's gain like i shared with you usually it is very tough to know how the story ends but it doesn't help either to go through it mourning usually you won't endure to the end if that's our attitude i'm going to give you a couple of scenarios but before i do that i think i've shared with you the story of how i lost my dad at the age of 10 and until today i just cannot imagine someone going through that ever at whatever stage in their lives i can only imagine i do remember working construction my dad used to do construction in fact i was just telling the guys here on sunday on father's day i asked people to just share memories on sunday about their fathers and mine about my father is i remember the way he smelled from work it was a mixture of cement and sweat builders do not don't shower the whole body they have a way of doing a summary now woe unto you if you're not a builder and you still do that okay woe unto you but then they have a way of doing what the summary of the shower and this time dad came home i do remember finding him in his room and when he opened his bedroom you would just go directly to his bed and as a child i loved to run we used to watch wrestling and just jump on his what on his bed and when he's on his bed i do remember him just carrying me and throwing me on the bed on the mattress and would go like, Abba. And I 
I'm like, yes! As a child, that was what? I was awesome. But I lost him. Age of 10. And I do remember wanting to fend for my family. I'm the last born. There were other brothers. And Rogol, the neighbor was constructing and would go and try to do the construction. I was a porter. I never got the level of fundi. Okay? As the porter, passed the brick, mixed the sand. And would do that. And one day I came back home with sugar and all these things. And my big brother told me, he said, don't do that anymore. We want you to go to school. We will work. To this day, my brother still does construction. I went to school. Because that's what it is saying. You go to school. We will do it. We will work. But now I look back and I can see God providing every year of my life. Till university level. Granted at UCU. With a bachelor's degree in IT. And I'm glad. Now I'm serving him after my mom, who also serves the Lord. She served the Lord the rest of her life, all her life. Every Saturday she would go to church and decorate in an Anglican church. And that's what I want to do. But God prepared me for all of that until today. That when I look back, I know how the story does what. I know how the story ends. But let me give you a couple of scenarios that may be affecting you right now. You have a couple of friends. And what they do is... Scenario number one, people sitting around you during your lunch period and they find it funny to constantly make fun of your faith in what? In Christ. At some point I used to be called the quiet time boy. Because I always do my what? My quiet time. How does that story end? That's scenario number one. A couple of questions for you to think about. Number one, what's not your response to this scenario? What we'll do, we'll avoid them and say nothing. Or do what? Or mock them back. Naturally. How can this scenario strengthen your faith? It can teach me to love and forgive my enemies, challenge me to forgive others, cause me to boldly share my faith even when it's not popular or accepted. Where can you find joy in this scenario? There's joy in knowing that you did not back down because of your what? Of your faith. I didn't back down. There is joy in that. The other is that there's joy in being the person who takes a higher moral what? Ground. There is joy. You can find joy in that. It says the other thing is there is joy in finding forgiveness rather than holding on to heart and what? An embarrassment. Next scenario. Though you should not be dating, one other scenario says one of your friends went behind your back and is pursuing your what? Your boyfriend or what? What's the natural response? Natural response number one: do what? Unfriend them. Block and even block the unblocking button. Just block. Unfriend them. Move on. The other natural response is to physically do what? Retaliate and do what? Fight them. The other natural response is gossiping or slandering them. Can you imagine that guy? Number two, how can this scenario strengthen your faith? Teach me to forgive people who do what? To hurt. That can be the farthest thing from you at that point. But should you overcome? Just know, people that hurt you, the easiest is to forgive them. The other, the other thing is say, help me place my reliance on worth, especially the worth in who? In God. Young people, if you can learn that, you save yourself 80% of this world's stress. I'm serious. You will save yourself 80% of this world. To find worth in God and not in people, the suicide that I just showed you, honestly, it's out of what we think social media says about us. You post a picture and you cannot stop to see how many likes there are so far. You just cannot stop. Why? Because you're finding worth in there. And your day can be bad based on the two likes or based on no comment or no replies. I'm serious, it's possible. And I'm sharing this thing because find reliance in God and not earthly relationships. Help me become more discerning in my friendships. Find the ones that are worth spending time and energy on. The other thing is 
question is where can you find joy in this kind of trial there is joy and freedom in forgiving people rather than holding on to past what hearts I shared this with you sometime back when Nelson Mandela said bitterness he said bitterness bitterness is like drinking poison and hoping to kill your enemy there is greater joy when we find ourselves worth in God rather than people there is joy in finding true and trustworthy what I can't explain that point to you anymore I just cannot you just have to experience it you just have to experience it where you find true and trustworthy friends that means that God in a way is shedding off friends who don't what who you cannot trust and the few that will remain are trustworthy scenario number four scenario number three your parents are constantly stressed and arguing because there's not just enough money to pay the bills each month and even you, you have your own bills they can't pay their bills even you have your own what bills to give them and they just cannot and that can keep you awake what's the natural response natural response number one is to freak out and become anxious and worried about finances can you imagine being worried about finances at your age school fees balance at your age and you're worried the other thing is to avoid our parents and become because of the constant what tension so when they come back you just know they're going to quarrel they come back you know they're going to give themselves short answers how has work fine <laughs> Are you going to work tomorrow? Mm? Mm-mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So let me avoid them. Let me just go to my room, put on my headphones, and move on with my life. Natural response. Natural response. How can this scenario strengthen your faith? Strengthen your faith. Number one, this can challenge us to pray honestly and trust God's word. Provision honestly and trust God's provision the other thing it can do this can motivate us to become an encourager and peacemaker in our in our homes that's an opportunity for you to become an encourager and a peacemaker in your home in your own home this can also encourage us to work hard and contribute to our family make a contribution this can also stimulate us to become more content with fewer material things because the discontentment just does not end. When you get it, you want more and more and more. And there's no end to it. Let me just give us... The last question here says, where can you find joy in this kind of trial? Joy can be found in trusting in God rather than employers for our daily needs. There's joy in encouraging and helping people we love to be at peace with each other. There's joy in being content with the possessions that we already have. And here's one last one. You're being diagnosed with a very painful disease that will require many excruciating uh, treatments throughout the year. I don't know what that is, what it looks like for you. Maybe it's coming. Maybe it's there. What's the natural response? We blame God for not healing us miraculously. We become bitter and angry and depressed. How can this scenario strengthen your faith? It can teach us to rely on God in sickness or in health. Help us become more compassionate towards people who are, who are suffering. It can challenge us to be more dependent on God through prayer. How can we realize joy? Where can we find joy in this trial? 
We can find joy when we know we've been an encouragement to someone else who is who is struggling. Because someone else could be having a similar, and you can be an encouragement. Say, hey, hey, guess what? We can go through this. You can go through it because I went through it. You can be an encouragement. There's joy in knowing that we are trusting God. There's joy in finally finding what? Healing. In God. And in God alone. Probably there are other scenarios I've not covered. But James is clear. When he says, count it all joy, when you face various what? Trials. It is possible to find that joy. We just have to look at things the way God looks at them. Because he has the full picture. But he has your best interests at heart. And it's to become you, for you to become better and better and better. Past each trial. Past each trial. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Yes, for the trials that we bring in our lives. Lord, we ask that we'll be sober-minded. That our heads will be clear to see things the way you see them. Yes, amidst such trials, there can be distractions. There can be voices that are saying other things different from your word. But we pray that, Lord, you'll keep our heads constantly in your word. That you keep our hearts open to what you have to say, despite what people say. That we will hope in you. That we won't find hope and joy in the outcomes that are possible when we do things differently from your word. We will not take shortcuts. Help us find strength in you. May you be an encouragement to other people who are going through trials. That we will pray for them. That they will continue to see your plan. That we'll constantly ask how they're doing. We'll constantly check on them. We'll constantly exalt them and encourage them. Allow us not to just think selfishly about what's going on in our lives, but constantly look out to what is happening in the lives of other people. We pray that our trials will not be wasted. May we benefit and get the best as you intend it to be for us. We thank you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to 10 Minutes in the Field. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Kindly share with friends and remind them to subscribe. Hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.